See, I don't wanna lie to you. 
Are you looking for the best women's products all in one convenient place? Everything from today's hottest beauty products or that perfect pair of fitting jeans. All in one easy to use website. Check out our special promotions and deals. Check out your new hotspot for online shopping. www.onlineshoppingfever.com Get your new favorite finds today. Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, where you are royalty. Specializing in children's hair, natural, weaved, and relaxed hair. Looking for a professional stylist who cares not only about how good hair looks, but also how healthy it feels? Then Royal Destiny Salon and Spa is the place for you. Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, located at 4936 Albemarle Road, Suite 14, Charlotte, North Carolina. Call today to schedule your appointment for a more beautiful you. 724-734-8043. That number again is 724-734-8043. Hello, this is Jerry Adams, Mr. Brown Eyed Country Soul himself. And I rock with this needs to be said. Help me, please. Get my girl on the phone. I got some news that I must tell her, but she's out of my zone. Listen, 
Operator, check the number, please. Cause I know it's not wrong. I must have dialed it a thousand times. So won't you check the line? You may have to call the operator if the dead room is not so great. We want to get into that conversation. So thank you for joining This Needs to Be Said on today. It's all about the bajay Well, this part isn't. 
necessarily about the J, but it will be when Dr. Willihan joins us in just a little while. What are some reasons the bedroom is not so great? One of the things is lack of confidence. If you've only been with a one, maybe two, just a handful of partners, and you get with this person that you're extremely attracted to and you're not really sure that you're ple- you're pleasing them, they're not telling you and you kind of seem, you know, uh, insecure or you have low self-esteem if you're asking, is that good? How about there? Um, so maybe it's how you ask, but if you give off a lack of confidence, then that, one, it could play a lot on yourself. You, you, you're questioning yourself and you're not really sure. You might want to keep the lights off and play music. You just want some things to kind of distract your partner just in case your performance is not what they're used to because you don't know what you're up against. You're thinking of the competition you're up against. You're thinking of, oh, well, I only did certain positions, and this person seems like they want to explore a little bit more. So having a lack of confidence or lacking confidence can be a lot of the reason the bedroom isn't so great and no one's talking about it, which is an elephant in the room. Not knowing what to do to please your lover. Like I said, you don't know what competition you're up against. If you're up against any competition, you may not even be up against human competition. If your partner is used to masturbating or using toys, how can you compete with that? I mean, it's, even though it may be a AAA battery, this person is used to getting to the point of satisfaction in about three minutes maybe, and you're not going to be able to do that, you feel. You know, that may just be too much for your heart rate, you know. And you may be afraid to admit, hey, I don't know how to please you. And you don't want to say that, especially if you've talked a whole lot before and you said, you know what, I can do anything. I can please you. I can knock it out of the box or I can make your toes curl. I can make you whatever. You fill in the blank and now it's time to prove it. And you're having a little trouble and now you have to back down a little bit and the fear of having to admit that you might not be able to do everything you said you could do could make it a little nerve-wracking in the bedroom. And you're hoping for just some beginner's luck with this lover. Hygiene is a huge one. Hygiene could be, you know, you may not properly clean yourself. You may not know that you don't know how to properly clean yourself. But then the other thing could be your diet or medications that you're on that make you taste or smell different um, or make you taste and smell um just a bit bitter, just just not pleasing at all to your partner. And so it, it kind of repels them from doing certain things with you because it doesn't taste or smell well. And it could be your breath. It could be any part of your body that, um, you know, that a pore is open. It could be, you know, under your breast. It could be in the crease of your thighs. It could be, you know, down there in your area, guys. And it just doesn't smell fresh. And your partner doesn't quite know why. And they don't know if it's that you didn't wash. They don't know if it's your diet. They don't know. And knowing your body is going to help your partner a whole lot to understand, okay, it's the medications that I'm on that kind of make things smell differently. Now I'm not saying lie and say it's medications when you just didn't wash your butt. However, know your body. Know your body changes so that you can let your partner know that I'm not hiding anything from you, that I'm not skipping, taking baths. It's my medication or I did have onions or there's something in my body, garlic or whatever, something I ate that's giving off this strong odor, which also leads up every time you can't prepare, sometimes there's a spontaneous moment of, you know, love making that happens or you just, there's an adventure and you can't always be prepared. However, if you can prepare, 
try to eat sweeter things. I would recommend, even if it's just, you know, gum, you know, to have a fresher mouth. It, it just seems clean in there, and your your lover just wants to kiss you a whole lot or, you know, just try to be fresh, smell fresh. Uh, pick a, a soft fragrance, nothing overpowering that will make your body just give off this scent that your partner is going to want to be with you. And a lot of perfumes, body lotions, body sprays are awesome on chemistry. I was just talking with someone the other day about how something that you, that is made for men or something that's made for women usually works really good on the opposite sex. Like I know a lot of men who wear like secret deodorant. They wear female deodorant because it smells better on them. They don't want to smell musky. But then there's like, I think it's CK1, it may be like a unisex perfume, but it's based on your body chemistry, and it, it just smells amazing. So just try some things so that you're always pleasing. Now, I know when we spray things on ourselves, we don't always smell it like a few minutes later. Like you smell it, it goes away. But other people walking by, kind of breeze by, they smell it. And so you want that. And then smell other people. Like they're walking past you, ask them, what is that you're wearing? Ask people because you want to smell your best because there are things that attract us to each other. Yes, physically, looking into a person's eyes, their lips, or whatever it is about them that you think is attractive draws us to that person. But now that I'm drawn to you because of your appearance, what's going to keep me there? Like, do you have soft skin? Do you smell good without an overbearing perfumey or cologne um, smell? Is there something soft about you? What lures me to in to stay? So think about those things. Let's take another short break. But if you want to join the conversation and you have some input about what could what could possibly make the bedroom not so great, give me a call, 347-994-3320. Definitely want to hear from you. Definitely want to hear from you. I'm telling you. We want to make the bedroom great. And there's just some things that we do have control over that can be improved. Hygiene is absolutely one of those things you don't want to overlook that i don't care what you what you think um do some research because sometimes we're not getting that satisfaction in the bedroom because of something <laughs> and it might be you don't smell too fresh and somebody hadn't told you before and i don't know maybe some people's nose are broken mine isn't and well i i would tell a person but everybody is not that honest or that candid and they may think that there's something else going on. So know your body, be able to share with your lover what's going on, and then make ways to correct it so that you can get closer in the bedroom and make it a great experience. This is your girl, Jennifer Dunstan, and I am rocking with This Needs to Be Said. Take a listen to my new single, Get Lit. Something sexy for you Yes, you heard me, baby Just for us two Cause the world goes on in here No passes, all imagination Buckle up, get ready I'm pitching, are you catching? Everything you ever wanted Dreams coming true You love me long time So you gotta make it count Let's light up the talk Spark up the chemistry Wherever we are I just want Let's get lit, let's get lit, let's get lit, and the fire be quenched, we're so lit, so lit, we're so lit, I just wanna get lit, let's get lit, get lit. 
Darren Marlar, and this is your daily dose of weird news. A man who tweeted that he had knocked over a cyclist but could not stop because he was late for work, well, he's been fired from his job at a brokerage firm in Wales. Now he's broke, and he can't afford gas, so he has to bicycle everywhere. Way to go. And also avoid that car being driven by the guy who was hired in his place. A massive winter weather pileup on Interstate 94 in Michigan last week happened to include a truck carrying fireworks, and they went off. Bystanders were heard commenting in unison, Ooh, ah. President Obama is proposing making community college free for everybody who's willing to work for it. In a video posted on Facebook, the president previewed his plan, which was formally announced during a trip to Tennessee on Friday. In the video, Obama says, we have to make sure that everybody has the opportunity to constantly train themselves for better jobs, better wages, better benefits. You know, honestly, I attended community college, and after seven years there, I don't think it helped me one iota. A Fayetteville, North Carolina woman mistook her husband for an intruder and shot him when he returned home to surprise her with breakfast in bed. Fortunately, he was not seriously injured, but she has completely blown her chances for both Valentine's Day and Mother's Day. Do you ever wake up really full and find crumbs in your bed? You might be sleep eating. Sleep researchers say that some of us are sleep eaters, people who, while still asleep, raid the fridge. Some sleep eaters even devour stuff like cat food and medicine. So if you don't find crumbs in your bed, but you find cat hair, Speaking of cats, a sphinx cat in Riverview, Florida is alive after having an arrow shot through its forehead. 
Aquila, a calico sphinx belonging to Tyra Bullock, went missing last week. He was found in the business the next morning with a seven-inch arrow in her head. The vet was able to stitch up the places where the arrow entered and exited Aquila, who did not suffer permanent damage. But then uh, Aquila's a cat, so really, how can you tell? Well, it's January. That means we got to throw a new gimmicky diet into your life. Well, this one's called the 8-Hour Diet. The authors of the book, appropriately titled The 8-Hour Diet, Watch the Pounds Disappear Without Watching What You Eat, it claims the world's obesity problem has more to do with when we eat rather than what we eat. So the translation here, we eat all the time. The book claims that we can lose 20 pounds in six weeks, by eating within an eight-hour period. Just use any eight hours, but nothing beyond that. Which kind of takes the, all the fun out of life in general, doesn't it? I'm Darren Marlar. That's your Daily Dose of Weird News. You can get more weird news via the Daily Dose of Weird News app. It is absolutely free, and you can download it right now at DailyDoseOfWeirdNews.com. All right. I told you it's weird news, but it's just, it's real news, but it's weird news. All right, we're talking about reasons the bedroom are not so great. Dr. Willihan will be joining us in a little in a little while, and we're going to talk all about the VJJ in just a little bit. So, men, you can benefit from knowing this information too. Women, you are going to be amazed. I know I was when I was doing the research for it. Reasons that the bedroom is not so great: feeling ashamed of the desires that you have. Um, can prevent you from wanting to explore other things because you don't want to seem, you know, dirty or nasty or creepy to your partner if you're not sure what they're into, and then making your partner feel ashamed when they say, hey, we should try this thing, or what do you think about this, you know? And it could be something as small as blindfolding or um, tying your partner up that they be like, whoa, wait a minute, whoa, wait a minute, you know, I'm not all into that. I was recently talking with someone about relationships um, as far as, the parameters of a relationship. And what we as a society have done is put people into boxes. You have certain relationships and they they work this way, one guy, one girl. We were talking about all kinds of relationships, open relationships and what that looks like. And I've heard a couple of times, if you don't mind a person seeing someone else, if you're in an open relationship or you're open-minded towards an open relationship and you don't mind your person seeing someone else, then if you find a number in that phone, you shouldn't get upset. That's not how that works. Having an open relationship is about communication, and there are some rules that are set in place because you and your person are the core people of your relationship. So when you begin to add someone else in, you want to know who they're seeing and who they're spending time with outside of you, and then you understand, okay, well, you're not with me. You're going to be with Susie. And some sometimes there's couples that date other couples, and they go on vacation together. But if that's not the kind of relationship for you, that's okay. But if you're not open to it, you'll never learn about it. Um, there's so many types of relationships out here that we have it where the man and a woman should be married and they should live in the house, and the fact that it should be a man and a woman. It could be two guys, two girls. It could be two guys and and one girl, whatever. But however your relationship needs to be to work for you and your partner or partners, then first of all, you have to understand what works for you. Again, what this needs to be said, exposing the elephants in the room, discover your truth. Now, we accept it. We don't like it in society that men can be with many partners, and that's okay. 
The woman might get mad and, why won't you just be with me and am I not enough? And it's not about you being inadequate, and it's not always about him being greedy. Sometimes the woman needs more than the man does. The man could be perfectly happy at home, you know, just waiting on her, and it's okay for her to go out and see other people, whether it's a man or a woman that they're spending time with. But also when you recognize things about yourself, you may not really want another person for sex, but your person at home may not have the type of conversations that you like to have. So it may not be sex that you want with the other person. You want stimulating conversation, and you want to go out to dinner. Your person at home may be a homebody, and you know that this partner, your life partner, you have built some things together. However, you want someone that's going to take you out to dancing and to the movies and to dinner, and that's what you do. But if you don't know these things about yourself and you think everything is man, woman, sex, and it should be um, just me and my man and nothing else, and I'm suffering if he can or she can't give me everything that I need, you're, you're, you're heading for the bedroom being terrible, miserable. You don't know what kind of excitement you can add into your bedroom by being honest, by being honest with yourself, because that's where it starts. Being honest with yourself, you may not be the greatest lover. You may not be the one that makes the person's eyes pop out of their head, but why is that? Are you not willing to study? Are you not willing to explore other options? Google is our friend. I've said this before on the show, and my goodness, YouTube and Google are together now. So Google it. Watch a YouTube video. Listen to Dr. Willahan. She has videos on her on her site, bestsexualadvice.com, bestsexualadvice.com. Let me get my words out. And you'll be able to discover, play, try some things, even if something pops into your head, like I'm going to lick the back of your elbow, whatever, whatever. Try some things. Be open to some things. Don't feel ashamed and don't allow yourself to shame your partner. And be open to some things. Don't say, oh, you must already be cheating if you're thinking of these things and you want an outside partner. No. Say, listen, hey, this is what I like about you. These are the things that I've experienced with you that I absolutely love. However, there's some things that, you know, we're not doing. Now, we could try these things, but I'm really thinking I would like to have an additional partner. What do you think about that? And the first thing they might say is, oh, hell no. No, that's not what you're doing. But then you never know. And a lot of times I've found that people do not want an open relationship because they don't want the other side of the relationship to be open either. Now, open relationships are not the only method of relationships that could work. Monogamy could work for people. Um, maybe some people just get excited or heightened about having sex in different places. Do those things with each other. Um, not knowing what other options are out there can kill the bedroom, okay? We're getting ready for Dr. Willahan in just a moment. Now, I've heard People say this a lot of times when nobody else in the past has complained. Well, I'm currently with you and I'm complaining. So if you're not willing to open up and both of us explore this opportunity that we're in, the bedroom is going to be doomed. We're getting ready to talk all about the VJJ. Dr. Millahan, welcome. Hey, how are you? Hey, well, aren't you already getting into the sex talk? <laughs> I am. I was thinking, how can I get things ready for Dr. Willahan. So I was talking about some things that make the bedroom not so great because every time you come on, we talk about making the bedroom great. And right. the first thing I said was we kill it when we think we know everything. And oh, yeah. It, it an unwillingness to be open. Right, right. Oh, so an unwillingness to be open uh, mm-hmm. and willing to learn new ideas or how to get better. And, and probably the biggest killer in sex uh, in the bedroom is – being mean or disrespectful at any time yeah. during the day. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Women are grudge holders, you know. Well, I think men are, too. I'm not going to take so much credit for that. <laughs> but before we get into our questions about the VJJ today, because I found that interesting, that all of those questions, it was research I did this time, so it was no, nothing from the viewers, nothing from the listeners that poured into this, but it just kept coming up where there was a commercial or something I was reading or something online. And I was like, okay, we're talking about this this month. Dr. Willihan will know this stuff. And we're going to talk yep. about it. But before we get into that, I want to know what are your thoughts because I I believe that there are so many different types of relationships, some monogamy, some open, and there are so many different variations of open. But what are your thoughts about how society puts us in a box of what your relationship should look like? And if it doesn't look that way, one man, one woman, everybody in one house, married, if it doesn't look that way, then it's wrong. What are your thoughts about it? So here's what really people do, and this is people of all, everybody does this to some degree. Some people are just verbal about it, uh, and they just figure if you aren't like me, then you must be wrong or doing something wrong. And and that's probably most seen in our uh, same-sex couples, right? So because Mm -hmm. same-sex couples partner and have a, a fondness for that same sex, because it's not like everybody, 80% of the other population, then they're weird or bad or wrong. Why does the fact that a, a woman and a woman or a man and a man that want to share uh, any kind of intimacy, whether it's emotional intimacy, friendship, love, whatever, why does what they do in the bedroom matter? But everybody loves to bring the sex part in. Oh, I can't you know, believe they do that. But even uh, I sent an e- I was on an email trail and in my email embedded in my signature is um center uh, bestsexualadvice.com which is my website and um um and my name and uh, someone in the email trail who I didn't know said I don't know who you are but please take me off your list and I said I'm not on anybody's list. I'm part of this email trail at the medical society, so you need to tell them what is it that you're upset at. We don't believe in what you do. And so I'm thinking, who is this lady? And what it really was was she saw my bestsexualadvice.com, and just the word sex in my title must have made her nervous. So when I went on her site, it was a religious site. Uh, you know, I could see their logo was a cross, and, you know, yeah. it was very uh, Christian-based. But Christian people love sex. So uh, I've been in many you a church. Know they uh, do. Uh, yeah. Right. I, you know, the men's prayer breakfast. I've done all of those. So don't your Christian beliefs may be that sex is but there's a whole lot of Bible that talks about sex is okay with your partner, with your husband or wife. So mm-hmm. uh, anyway. So I think that people judge based on their what they perceive as normal, and believe me, there's a whole bunch of normals out there. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That, so don't, I, I always tell people, that. don't let it influence you. Don't let it get to you. Yeah. Do do what works for you, and that that's the thing. Um, and I'm I'm trying to really drive home the point of as we're exposing the elephants in the room, what this needs to be said that we want you to find your truth, like. What works for you and your partner? Like, it may not be a conversation you can have with your girlfriends or your guy friends that this is what we do at our house. You just may not be able to have that conversation. So, right. you know, don't 
think that, oh, I'm going to tell you that we have, you know, some form of polygamy going on in my household, that it's going to be cool with other people and the guys are going to say, <laughs> oh, man, you're the, you're the best. It's, it's cool. Or you're the woman that gets to have multiple boyfriends and, and a husband. Your girls are not going to, you know, give you high fives for that more than likely. They're going to think, you know, whatever, you're going against their norm, and it may make them uncomfortable. And when you expose right. your different points of view, a lot of times it makes – your friends mate say, oh, wait a minute, you're hanging around her or you're hanging around him? Well, you may change what we have going on here. So it, it could raise a whole lot of things, but do what works for your household and embrace that. Find your truth, and you're going to be happy, and a bedroom is going to be amazing. I want to go ahead and get into the J today. I was All like, right. Um, just, just start anywhere. <laughs> start anywhere on that list. Okay, so I would like to start with the the bottom because there are several questions regarding pain with sex. And if there's one reason why women over 50 aren't having sex, it's pain. Uh, and so pain is a really important thing to discuss, but not only in the 50 and over, but there's 20-year-olds who have painful intercourse. So uh, So I think when I work through this problem, I'm trying to work through what the age, what the meds are, what the relationship is like. I mean, there's some moving parts. But in general, mm-hmm. pain in women 50 and over is um, dryness, changes in the hormones related to menopause. And so the estrogen loss causes the tissue to get thin. The vagina gets thin. It tears easily. It doesn't stretch as good. And so insertional pain happens. And so if it hurts when it's going in, what do women do? Ow, oh, and the guys don't want to go in because they're afraid they're going to hurt their girl. And, uh, and then sex stops. This is yeah. really, really easy to fix. It can be fixed by establishing a little bit more estrogen to that area. It's not taking hormone therapy, right? It's, it, so you don't, breast cancer people can have this. Um, um, but re, but there are now um, oral non-estrogen products to keep the vagina wet and to prevent that pain on insertion. So easy problem to fix, but probably the most common reason why women aren't having sex over 50. Of note, okay. we've said before in this show, the more you use it, the better it stays young. So when you uh, keep having regular intercourse, one or two times a week, uh, generally with a partner, vi- um, masturbation like with a vibrator, not quite the same, but good second best, um, you can maintain the youthfulness of your vagina for a long time. So right. it's very, so it's very important. Now, in the young girls, you have to look for other stuff like infection, um, um, lack of arousal because their partner isn't turning them on right or they're ambivalent about the sex they're having. So if they're not getting aroused, let's figure out what's going on emotionally. Um, um, there's a condition that's not quite as common, but I, I see a lot of it just because I'm a referral center uh, for something called vulvar vestibulitis, where mm-hmm. there's inflammation in the little glands around the uh, hymen, and um, it causes intense pain uh, with the stretching or the opening of the skin uh, at the at the opening, the tightest part. So that can be managed with some steroid uh, creams or ointments. 
Um, if it's an infection, we treat the infection. If it's an arousal issue, we teach t- we teach her how to get herself lubricated before she lets him knock on the door and get in. Uh, so so different different causes, but very very common. And you should not put up with painful sex. But but don't not discuss it either. Don't assume it's normal. Okay. Good. Good, good, good. I'm glad we had that conversation. Um, and I think there was another one on there about bleeding. Yeah. During, so that's important. Uh, that actually, I, I see a couple of those um, uh, probably every six months. I see two or three girls with that. So bleeding with intercourse and, and, and really specifically bleeding only with intercourse. No other time do you have breakthrough bleeding but with intercourse. That heightens my concern for A, infection, B, an abnormal pap smear. So, And then there's other benign things like polyps and things on the cervix that can do that. So, so you absolutely need to see your doctor if you're having recurrent pain with, I'm sorry, bleeding with intercourse. Now, um, uh, you know, if you're on a birth control pill and you spot periodically when you do certain things, and it just so happens you do it with sex, too. I would still tell your doctor, but I'm probably a little less worried. Um, recently, I had a girl with that complaint, and she it was always with intercourse. And then she could tell me more. It hurt when he hit the top, and, it, and the size mismatch was significant. He was very long, and she was on the shorter side. Uh, her vagina was on the shorter side. So, um, so. Sometimes it's just size mismatch, but I want to make sure it's not any more anything more serious uh, before mm-hmm. uh, I give that a pass. So always tell your doc if you're having bleeding during sex or or after sex. Okay. With or without pain. With or without pain, right. Um, uh, strengthening the pelvic floor. This is a great question uh, because uh, the there there are actually remedies that are now readily available at different doctors' offices. So, the pelvic floor is all muscle. There's all kinds of muscles, and the older you get, the weaker all of your muscles get, including your pelvic floor. So, women, especially women and even men, start having problems with incontinence or loss of urine when they cough, laugh, jump, sneeze, trampoline. Uh, try and get to the bathroom on time, and then, and also they can lose control of their continence in their bowel, um, which is obviously a lot more embarrassing to the patient because there's odor and and visual obvious visual changes associated with that, and this can be men or women, and so it, it used to be you had to go for pelvic floor physical therapy somewhere like at a a physical therapy center or a hospital. Uh, And many people didn't specialize in that. So you'd find, like I had one person in Palm Beach County that I could send somebody to. Well, now um, I actually have a system in my office, uh, and I I have a staff member who's trained to do the pelvic floor therapy to contract those muscles and strengthen them and teach the patient how to feel that muscle again and how to, Kegel, if you will, a lot of people know that term of Kegel exercises, which is like Mm -hmm. constricting the pelvic floor muscle. But what they learn is half of them aren't even Kegeling right. So the monitor monitors their ability to Kegel and re-instructs them how to do it. And you can see the the machine shows how strong you're getting. 
but the machine also delivers a passive exercise to that muscle to strengthen it too. So that's really been revolutionary in uh, helping urinary incontinence or leaking in women, pelvic pain, pelvic floor pain, pelvic spasm, and and several other things uh, uh, I'm using it for, uh, but primarily for the leaking of the stool and the and the urine, uh, one or the other or both. So pretty cool stuff, usually about five to eight treatments, uh, almost always covered by insurance, and um, not unpleasant. In fact, uh, the vibration of the pelvic floor contraction is seems to be quite pleasant to my 70 oh. to 90-year-olds. Oh, yeah. Oh. They come out smiling, pushing their walker, and giving me a little smile saying, this is great. <laughs> I said, Teresa, what are you doing to her in there? <laughs> so these oh, ladies yeah. were wearing pads for years, and now they're not having to wear peri pads or Kotex or Depends, oh. which are very expensive uh, because they're getting control of that muscle back. So that's really cool pelvic floor stuff. But obviously for us young young chicks who haven't lost that muscle yet, we can do lunges, we can do squats, um, we can Kegel, which is like trying to stop your urine midstream, that squeeze. Um, so, you know, the, the more we do it when we're younger, like 10 of those twice a day, uh, the better we get going forward. Okay. Pretty cool. Awesome. Mm-hmm. But that's neat that there's a, that you have a machine or you have technique that, that helps with yep. that too. Yep. And yeah, yep. absolutely. Pretty cool program. Lose the pad. Love it. Yep. Yeah. And that's really, I mean, I, I had a young, now I had a girl in the other day, she was 20 and she said when she orgasms, she loses both bowel and bladder continence. Oh, wow. 20. So thankfully she has a partner who's not so offended by all that, uh, which would be rare, but she found a good one. And uh, But she's still bothered by it. Uh, yeah. So, um, so people are really embarrassed to tell you that. They tell me because they know that's what I talk about, but... More people yeah. will reveal their anal incontinence to me than they will to the average doctor. So, But if you have that, please tell the right person because there are some remedies, and, and, and generally it does not require surgery. Awesome. That's good to know. What else we got on that list? Actually, so, before we go to the next question, before we go to the next yeah. question, let people know where you're located because that's, you have two offices, right? Yep, so I have two offices in um, Charlotte in the Ballantyne area uh, on Johnston Road, uh, almost at the corner of Johnston and 51, uh, Pineville Matthews Road. Um, and then I also have an office in, in uh, near West Palm Beach, Florida. It's, their area is in really Lake Worth. Um, and so if you need some sunshine from the cold uh, uh, weather up north, you come down to my West Palm office. Um, otherwise, you can visit me at uh, my office in uh, the Ballantyne area. And I, I do do weekends and, and try and accommodate weird hours for my people who work or have child care issues. Okay. And how do they get in touch with you at those, either of those locations? So the easiest way is either the toll-free number, which is 888-569-3374, or they can just go on the website, which is bestsexualadvice.com, and uh, there's an area in the toolbar to select consultation or inquiry, either one, and I'll get a message to give you. And I like to call and give you a buzz and see what I can do to help you. 
Okay. All right. And we'll get we'll touch on Kiss and Tell the book in just a little while. So what's the next question we have? So I think this question is great, and it talks about how to embrace the beauty of the vagina. Um, and and I'm going to tie this one into vaginal cosmetic surgery. So, you know, we, we're always so self-critical. Uh, we all do it. I do it. Everybody does it. I just you just got to try not to let it affect your sex. So the vagina, while girls who have that, they're looking at the other girl's vagina. Well, how come, you know, she's got more hair, less hair. Uh, she's got skinny lips. She's got big flappy lips. She's got puffy, fatty lips. You know, it's like they're all, everybody's a little different. It's like boobs. You know, some people have a big areola. Some have a brown areola. Some it's pink. Some the nipples big. Some nipples look like door handles. Some nipples look like they're barely a, uh, the end of a pencil. Um so we are unique in how we look. I polled men, uh, a bunch of men, they were all physicians. Actually, it went out to men and women, but the men were obviously the responders. And so my question was, um, regarding the labia minora, which is the skinny lips, the sort of flat, flappy ones, um, the ones that don't have hair, you, I asked them, are they gorgeous or grotesque? So what's your opinion? Do you like them, or or should they be trimmed down and, and thin like when we were little girls? And mm-hmm. 99% of the men said every vulva is different, every vagina is, but they think it looks like an orchid. And some said an oyster, some said an orchid. Both are pretty good analogies, though. And... um. And they said they find each one an adventure, and they want to explore them like a new adventure each time. And so there's really nothing ugly about a pussy uh, in their mind. that They, they just see it as a unique new being. Um, one guy got on, and he said, well, you know, wait a minute. I've seen some pretty long labia minora, and um, I think they should be trimmed back. Oh, by the way. He was a plastic surgeon, and he got paid to trim back those vaginas. So <laughs> I think he, I think he was a little biased. You know, it's like a the plastic bit, right? surgeon, right, <laughs> who makes big dancer boobs. You know, so so the real answer is, when women come in and critique their vulva and want their labia redu- reduced and made smaller, um, my first question always is, who's telling you it doesn't look good? Is your lover criti- mm-hmm. saying something's wrong with your vagina? Never. Only one time did a girl meet some guy who said that he she ought to get checked down there because he thought her vagina was too big or something like that. Well, her vagina was normal. Uh, it wasn't too big. It, you know, we generally think two fingers side by side, like an index finger and the middle finger side by side at the opening is is uh, a, a generally average width of a vagina. Um, and um, and I said, maybe his penis was just too small. Could and be. I would have come back, of course, with something to that regard to say, I'm sorry your erection isn't full enough to fill my vagina, or ah. I'm sorry your girth is not adequate enough to enjoy the walls of my vagina. But, of course, she cowered and came in, like, in tears wanting it fixed. So, um, you know, it's just like boob preference. Some people love big double Ds, and some people like little bits of A and B because their turn on is the ass and not the boobs. So 
so I think I think overall the critique is more self-critical, and I think that women worry way too much about the vulva and vagina. But there are some great people who fix them for those that have issues. All righty. Embrace, but again, that goes back to the women embracing themselves and not depending on that person because. And in a lot of situations, whether we care to admit it or not, forever doesn't last more than, you know, several months, maybe a couple of years, and then forever begins again with someone else. So you've adjusted something that someone else may absolutely love about you, but if you love it first, then, you know, you can teach them how to love it too. And I find that when we love something about ourselves so much, other people are going to love it too, period. Absolutely. I like absolutely. I, I, I think like you it. are yeah. right. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that you can show, so if somebody, when you come across somebody's body part or something that's unique to them, that you're like, like like a, probably the biggest shocker if you'd never seen it is an uncircumcised penis if you're only used to seeing cirped. So if you see a, a, a non-erect, uncircumcised penis, it, you know, it sort of looks like an anteater. It, uh, it it doesn't look the same, and thankfully, uh, men readily get erections, and so in a second, it looks like what you're used to seeing. So in the beginning, you might think, well, that's different, and but then you learn that, oh, well, my guy that's uncirped has the most sensitive head because it's covered up all the time and not traumatized by his jeans and his underwear and the zipper and all the other things that cause trauma to the tissue uh, over the years. And, it, you know, it takes a second to get him hard with oral sex because he's so sensitive uh, to your touch. So you might find that easy, especially if you don't have a lot of time and you're trying to get a quickie done, you know. Uh, so mm-hmm. you learn how this uniqueness about your partner um, works in your relationship. So adapting to it and learning about it just makes you that wi- much wiser. Mhm, mhm. Good stuff. The vajayjay. It's all about the vajayjay today. Um, give That's us one more one. question, then we're going to talk a little bit about your book. Okay. So, um, so you had on here vaginal steaming, and I'm I'm thinking, what the hell? Like, what is that? And yeah. So I went. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so vaginal steaming. I actually looked it up, and um. I, then I realized I had heard of this before. It probably just wasn't called that. But basically in some cultures, just like in some cultures they have a bidet, right? So instead of when they go to the bathroom, they get a nice little squirt of water to give them a little uh, rinse. Um, and that's very common in European cultures. Well, uh, the the vaginal steaming is essentially a pot of boiling water, if you will, uh, and you squat over it either with your skirt sort of making a tent or not. And um, the steam goes up and and is used to clean and refresh. You know, so it's just sort of like, you know, we used to do that when we were kids for our face, right? You you boiled some water and then you took the towel Mm -hmm. and put your face over it and uh, so as to help your pores and all that. Well, the same philosophy for down below. Um, My concern in this cultural issue is that the the p the the vagina has you know pj it has juice that comes out so if everybody's squatting over the same pot uh i would probably want to be first um because then whatever 
lube or discharge of yours drops into the boiling water, the next girl that squats over that may get that vaporized. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm thinking from a hygienic standpoint. Steamer, then that sounds. Yeah, I don't think I want a community steamer. No, thank you. Like I would probably not do the community steamer. Uh, You'd have to be very careful about not getting too close to the steam. So if you're too tall or too short. Um, you don't want to burn because steam is very hot and can burn you, so you don't want to burn your cooch. Um, it probably does great to increase the blood flow to the area, um, and blood flow to any area keeps something healthy and um, and keeps it from um, uh, atrophying so uh, or shriveling up. So I think that eh, it's not a bad idea. sounds like a lot of work. Um, I think a, a nice shower massager <laughs> Uh, in the tub uh, could serve not only that purpose uh, by giving water directly to the area, but perhaps a little more pressure on the clitoris and have a happy ending. Nice. Um, so, so I'm just, you know, I'm thinking about this, right? So I'm thinking, you know, I don't have one of those. Maybe I could just get like a pot of water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could. And a campfire. So you'd have to have a campfire in your backyard. So get like a, get a fire pit going. A narrow one, okay. and uh, and steam a little water, and just squat right on over it. You you go you do that and get back to me on that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be surprised when I do. <laughs> I would not be surprised. Your book. <laughs> okay. Talk about Kiss and Tales, the book. Um, you yeah. have it's been has it been a year, two years now? Two years, two years. February sixth. It'll be two years. It's very exciting. Okay. Uh, and it's funny because I, I, you know, p- patients still come in and, you know, they'll remind me that oh, you know, they got the book when it first came out and I signed it for them. And uh, the lady was talking about it today. She was um, 87, um, telling me about the sex uh, that she was having with her younger guy who's 80. And she's frankly, I just don't have a lot of desire anymore. Uh, I often fake it while he's doing oral sex just so he'll hurry up and you know get done. <laughs> I said, well, is his oral not any good? Or uh, she's no, it's good. She says, I just don't really have a lot of feeling anymore. I said, then you need a vibrator. So she says, I know, I got one. I just need to use it. So 87, yeah. still having conversation because they still think they're 25 when they're 87. So in the brain, mm-hmm. they're still a young, active chick, and she was still very sexually active. They had dropped off to once every two weeks at 87 and 80 instead of once a week. So, mm-hmm. But the book does um, talk about women of all ages. Uh, at the time of the book, I want to say my oldest sexually active lady was in her 80s. Uh, currently, I have two sexually active women that are 92. Um, oh. One, yes. That is ama- one, one is actually having intercourse at, with her 90-year-old husband. The other one, do, they do mutual masturbation. Of course, they call it, we just play with each other until we climax. I'm like, yes, that's called mutual masturbation. Um, And it always floors the students that work with me uh, when they hear patients tell those stories. (laughs) Well, they do what works for you. Do what works for you. Exactly. Adapt with the changes in your health, in your medications, in your age, in your physical limitations. If you have a hip replacement, you can't do as many positions, but you do great standing on the side of the bed and bending over. Um, So there are ways to be creative, and there's educational videos uh, from Sinclair Institute or the other other address for them is um, bettersex.com. 
I order uh, the adult uh, education series tapes from them all the time. It talks about expanding your sexual boundaries, wicked, oral, and anal. Uh, It talks about 101 positions. It talks about all kinds of things that make you a better lover with your partner. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, you got to do what works for you. And you you know what? I'm not knocking anybody's articles that they write because I write articles too, and it's really a broad swipe. And if you read all this stuff and take it in, you're going to think you're the worst person to be in a relationship with and the worst lover and that this means that the person, like, we do, we do it. I'm guilty of it, too. I read this article, and I'm examining the guy I'm with. This article said that if you don't do this, you're not that into me. Where are my flowers, and you didn't call me by Wednesday, and blah, blah, blah. Don't do that. You know, don't do that. That's a big, broad swipe in anything. Figure out right. what works for you. And I'm telling you, the bedroom is going to be um, it's going to be off the chain. you got to do it. Well, works for and you. I think to. that having an open mind and – I I still, so many years into this career, I still love hearing what people like, how they like it. I mean, I'll dig into detail. I'll make them tell me as much as they'll tell me because, A, I learn from it. B, I can translate that information to normalize the behavior to the next person who thinks she's weird because she likes some freaky thing. And I tell her, oh, well, some 82-year-old lady does that too, and she loves it. Um, or when I tell women... When I tell women they can masturbate their old guys, uh, even with a soft penis, and he can climax, they're, like, fascinated by that. They want to go home and whack him, you know, even though he's got a softy, because they want him to feel the pleasure that she feels. So open mind, listen to what people are saying, and figure out where you fit in in the mix. And perhaps open your mind up to trying something new, because you'd be surprised. While you didn't think you'd like being tied up in a little spanking you might totally be into that if the right person does that to you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. And everything that worked with your last lover or lovers is not going to always work with this new person. Try some new stuff. I get so sick of right. hearing that and when nobody's ever complained. Well, I'm complaining, and I don't want to do it. Well, listen, <laughs> and, and, and here's something else I see. People are So let's say somebody had a really rocking lover, but the relationship went away for whatever reason. You can't keep searching for that lover type again. You have to learn a new type and embrace your next lover. People keep saying, he didn't do oral sex like my last guy. I'm like, well, maybe he's he's really good with his fingers or maybe he's good with his penis better. Or he has to have another skill that he's better at, Uh, you know, stop trying to replace the old lover. Learn something new. Absolutely. All right, we. I know we're. Oh shoot, we're over time. Do we have any other questions? We're way over. I got patience oh. up there. I'm there. My nurse is looking in the window, going, "Come on." <laughs> all right, all right. Well, we've been talking with Dr. Willahan. Um, check out her site, bestsexualadvice.com. Pick up her book, kissandtellthebook.com. Get out there and get some more spice in your bedroom. Thank you, Dr. Willahan, and we'll see you back here on next month. All right, Man, sounds always good. See ya. All right. Bye. <laughs> there will never be a point in your time in your life where it's the right time to do a great thing. If you're waiting for that perfect, perfect moment, that perfect timing, it's not going to happen. You know what you have to do? You have to create the perfect time and the perfect opportunity and the perfect situation.
that a lot of people become comfortable. They stop growing, they stop wanting anything, they, they become satisfied. People getting ready to go to jobs that they don't like, jobs that are making them sick. You see, when you're not pursuing your goal, you are literally committing spiritual suicide. When you have some goal out here that you're stretching for and reaching for, that takes you out of your comfort zone, you'll find out some talents and abilities you have that you didn't know you have. When the messenger of misery visits you, what are you going to do? What will keep you in the game? There are things that you think you'll never need to know, that you may only need to know one time in your life, but that could save your life because you had that knowledge. Unless you attempt to do something beyond that which you've already mastered, you will never grow. What is it that you looked at at some point in time and you decided that you couldn't do it? That you talked yourself out of it? You're waiting on your next door neighbor to make it happen for you. It may not happen. If you're waiting on your mother or your father, they may be so ancient in their thinking that they don't understand this opportunity that you have. And if you're waiting on them, it may never get done. You don't beg average people to be phenomenal. You don't beg good people to be phenomenal. You just are phenomenal and you will attract phenomenal. What reason can you remember that you can call on, that you can reach on, that can make you get back up? Find that reason. If you're not where you are, if you're not where you want to be, if you don't have what you want, want to have, if you're not where you think you should be at this particular place, it has nothing to do with the system, but it has everything to do with the fact that you're not making the sacrifice. I want you to make that dream become a reality because if you don't, you will be working for somebody else to make their dreams become a reality. Everybody is against you or don't believe in you no more. And let me tell you something, that's a lonely feeling. It's a lonely feeling, particularly people that you're doing it for. Most people take their greatness, take their ideas to the graveyard with them. Listen to me, if it was easy, everybody would do it. There are people right now who are working who don't want to work. There are people who hate their jobs and they keep getting up to do it. The wealthiest place on the planet is the graveyard. Because in the graveyard we will find inventions that we never ever were exposed to. Ideas, dreams that never became reality. Hopes and aspirations that were never acted upon. The question is what are you going to do with your time? What drives you? Greatness is a lot of small things done well. Day after day. Workout after workout, obedience after obedience, day after day. When things don't work out for you, when things happen that you could not anticipate, what are the reasons that you can think of that can keep you strong? You will never ever be successful until you turn your pain into greatness, until you allow your pain to push you from where you are to push you to where you need to be. Stop running from your pain and embrace your pain. Your pain is going to be a part of your pride, a part of your product. I, I challenge you to push yourself. See, it's easy to be on the bottom. It doesn't take any effort to be a loser. It doesn't take any motivation, any drive in order to stay down there on a low level. But it calls on everything in you. You have to harness your will to say, I'm going to challenge myself. I mean that what you did last week don't count. 
400 seconds in a day and how you use those are critical. You got 86,400 today and what you do today is going to see me who you are. Nobody's going to talk about what you did last week. That the biggest enemy you have to deal with is yourself. There's an old African proverb that says, if there's no enemy within, the enemy outside can do us no harm. You have this opportunity of a lifetime. It means absolutely nothing if you don't take advantage of it in the lifetime of this opportunity. I got a thing that when life knocks you down, try and land on your back because if you can look up, you can get up. If you want a thing bad enough to go out and fight for to work day and night for to give up your time, your peace, and your sleep. If all that you dream and scheme is about it, and life seems useless and worthless without it, it's time now. If you want to make this your decade, you've got to start saying yes to your life. You've got to start saying yes to your dreams, yes to your unfolding future, yes to your potential, as opposed to saying no. When you die, die on each. Leave no dream left behind, God. Leave no opportunity left behind. When you leave this earth, accomplish every single thing you can accomplish. Listen to me. You're going to be here one day, but you'll never get here if you give up, if you give in, if you quit. And finally, God, you got to want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe. I want to compose you. Write you into my sheets like Gershwin. Craft midnight music with my fingertips. Then place lyrics on your skin with my lips. Intro insatiable. 16 kiss verse. Hooked on your exhale. 16 stroke verse 2. Anticipation bridges one minute to the next. 16 stroke verse again. Orgasmic outro. Classical. You are my Rhapsody in Blue. Don't be. I'm afraid. 
I wish I had a green thumb. I'd sift through the dirt other men have done. Plant a promise and cover it with my redemption. See, I work for that. So let it fertilize my commitment to our happiness. Watch me till this fill of dreams. Pick possibilities to weave into the fabric of our understanding. We'll wear work. Make every day our runway. Don't let this moment run away. See, I look to the sky and wish on a shooting star. Saying, please stop running from me. Still into my smile so they can know why I've been thinking of you. Rest of my pupils, North Star. And baby, can you guide my dreams home? Thank you so much for staying tuned today to This Needs to Be Said. I had my microphone closed. I have to be careful here. Anyway, uh, what I want you to walk away from today with knowing is you do what's best for you and your partners. Do what's best for your bedroom, okay? You don't want to go by somebody else's standard. You want to be pleased in what is exciting to you and your partner. You have to make adjustments based on, like Dr. Willingham said, it could be age limitations. It could be physical limitations, it could be medication, it could be medical, whatever it is, whatever the parameters of your situation is, embrace that and make that the best thing. And stop comparing your lover to other lovers because you're not here to find that lover again or try to top that. You are to be present with the person that you're with now and find out what they have new to offer you in the way of intimacy. And don't knock them down, don't make them ashamed, and don't make them um, shy away from opening up to you, and don't you shy away from it. Make it the best experience that both of you can possibly have while y'all are together. You may be together 50 years, you may be together a few years. Make it the best. Find your truth. Thank you so much for tuning in to This Needs to Be Said, and we'll see you back here on tomorrow. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you've gained something from what has been shared. Special thanks to the creators of the TNTBS jingle. It was written by Lamont Champ Josie and composed by Robert Jenkins. Thank you to everyone who supports us by downloading the phone app at thisneedstobesaid.com, by commenting on the TNTBS talk show fan page on Facebook, by retweeting us on Twitter at TNTBS, by also sharing this show with your friends. 
Thank you for logging in through your computer as well as calling in to listen on the phone lines. Now go out and tell more people about this great show. If you thought the show sucked, tell them anyway. Bad news travels fast is what I'm told. Either way, tell them to tune in each weekday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're always looking for new guest commentators, awesome topics, and most of all, we want your opinion. Visit us at www.thisneedstobesaid.com. We'd love to hear from you. There's an elephant in the room. You were thinking it, so we're going to talk about it. Until we meet again in the same place at the same time, have a super day.